0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. a
2: new head coach and boy genius mike mcdaniel the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field and an actual left tackle let me check your pulse if you're not fired up before we jump into a fresh episode of finsider radio jake and josh want you to please 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 hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet subscribing to the show is the best way to know when jake and josh have something cooking in the kitchen itunes spotify it doesn't matter following helps others find the show and we want to thank you for that now let's talk some dolphins
0: What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome into a Fin Slider episode of Fin Sider Radio, the Jake and Josh show. The Dolphins are officially on summer break, but Jake and I are hard at work, eager to discuss the latest news on your Miami Dolphins, including what Tyra Kill had to say that pissed off the masses and a crazy rumor from our good pal Dave Hyde. But before we get into all of that, let me welcome in my co-host, the one, the only Jake Mendel. Jake, how are you doing today, my friend? Josh, what a wild Monday. This is peak June NFL, and I'm so here for it. You know,
2: getting ready to go to work for this morning. I'm scrolling through Reddit. I see a post that says, River Crawcraft, you know, he, it's, it starts with like a hot take, you know, that like, I got to disclose that I'm going to give you a hot take. It starts, River Crawcraft is going to make the Bobby Dolphins as the sixth wide receiver on the team. I'm like, okay, I can buy that. That's not too hot. He goes, this person will be out, Preston Williams. I go, Okay, sure. I see the vision. And the post ends with, because River Crawcraft is a beast when it comes to blocking against the run and he is virtually unguardable when it comes to the passing game. Josh, and I thought that was going to be the craziest thing I saw today until I saw an ESPN graphic comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tungabailoa. So that's where we're at, man. That is the middle of June. I I don't know what else I can say to that, but these are wild times we're living in.
0: It is, man. I guess maybe this is what we should expect in today's, you know, social media driven world. But my God, has today been a roller coaster ride. We, I think, Tuanan or and however you pronounce it, had an interview with, you know, the Miami Dolphins beat writer for ESPN. You got Stephen A. Smith going off about God only knows what. And I finally got around to making that Will Smith. I don't know if you saw it, but keep my quarterback's name out your mouth uh, video. So, it's been a wild <laughs> day, dude. Dolphins just dropped a highlight reel, too. So, I mean, um, it's peak off season, but we got a long, long way now between the Miami Dolphins being back on the field. Josh, you're 100% right. So let's start before we go into Sean Payton and the rumors that will ever
2: be the ifs, ands, or what could have been about the Miami Dolphins. But we'll Tyreek Hill, he dropped his first episode of It Needed to Be Said podcast. And Josh... I don't know about a content standpoint, but, but it needed to be said. At some point, you're going to lose that
0: urgency of everything you wanted to say. Am I wrong? You would think so. Uh, man, dude, he hit, turned his team into a lightning rod, hasn't he?
2: <laughs> you're you're 100% right. I mean, it's so interesting to see this development, especially Tyree Kill. I think we spoke about it a little bit on the last podcast that he's really becoming a fault. leader. It's
0: our fault. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying but you're been...
2: that much money. You're, you're made to become that guy. And I think he's tried to live up to that standard of, Hey, I want to be one of the leaders of this team. And I think it's important to keep in mind, Josh, you pay people in the NFL, not for what they've done, but what they're going to, what they're going to do. Right. So obviously Tyree Kill, he felt he was a little underutilized in Kansas city. And the same was true for his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. That was his day one podcast um guest, I think is a good way to put it. So Josh, I'm going to read this quote here from Rosenhaus and, the, and then we'll let you share some thoughts here as we get things going. Uh, There were a lot of times during the year that we felt that Tyreek was underutilized and wasn't fully appreciated and that they really weren't taking full advantage of his ability and talent. But Tyreek is a trooper. He never made a peep about it. He was extremely professional. That's like saying the, I'm not going to say this, but th- that's exactly what the same to do here.
0: Yeah. And I guess the you know, the one thing we do have to reiterate is he's saying this after he got traded, right? I mean, he yeah. wasn't truly the diva that, you know, you've come to expect there in Kansas City, but I mean, who knows what else is going to come out from this, right? I mean, Andy Reid might come out and say he has a bad work ethic, and you know, we might hear some things from Patrick Mahomes, because this thing's it just keeps spiraling out of control, but um, you know, he sounded like he felt underutilized as well. I mean, there was a quote from him that says if teams are going to give us a favorable one-on-one matchup against their best corner, I don't see why teams don't utilize their best receiver, and that's where probably the Chiefs and I fell apart right now, when I'm like, yo, I don't mean to talk or be a diva in some situations, but can I see the ball sometimes, please? Just give me the ball, please. I mean, and it goes back to what we said in our last podcast, you know, at what point is are the dolphins not going to have enough targets to feed Tyree kill those things. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man, right after we got done talking about to have this come out and to hear that, you know, he was a little off put by the what career high 159 targets he had last season. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know, man, I, I just had to take a step back, but um, you know, we see Kansas city fans do jumping all over this, you know, they hate the player now. It's just, um, It's just crazy, this social media era and how this rivalry is just stemming, and they don't even play this year, right, man? I mean, Chiefs fans hate the Dolphins now, and Dolphin fans are going to bat for their wide receiver, but this was a crazy inaugural episode of this podcast, man, and I guess it got a lot of people following me. It had over like 12,000 views in like a couple hours, so Tyreek Hill's doing something right for that brand, I guess.
2: Yeah, and someone said to me after, you know, Tyree Kill was posting these videos, you know, defending Tua, whatever it may be, that he wasn't interested in any of this content or any of this engagement. Dude, he literally has a podcast. He is all in for this. And I'm not going to get into his mind. I don't know what he's thinking. But you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at Andy Reid, you look at Travis Kelsey. These are big guys that a lot of reporters are going to be really attracted to go see, go talk to because they have such insightful things. I'm curious, Josh, do you feel that, you know, with all that money, does come some sort of power to a or Tyreek, excuse me. If we're doing the Madden grades, I mean, he might be instantly their top graded player is this part of him, maybe the pendulum swinging too much one way, which is perfectly fine where everyone's kind of, it seems interested in what he has to say where before, you know, he was a gear. I'm not saying he was a bad gear. I'm not saying he wasn't an all pro elite receiver, but I mean, there was a squad there in Kansas city where there are a lot of very talented dudes and a lot of guys who the media love to talk to. Do you think Tyreek is kind of taking advantage and again, not in a bad way of this opportunity to, you know, have the spotlight and realize that, Hey, I'm here in Miami now. All of a sudden, everyone is curious about what I want to say. Yeah, man, I
0: think if you went through and did you watch this entire podcast? I saw I I watched most of it and he did kind of say, you know, at Kansas City, you know, he was just part of the thing. And maybe the better word here is underappreciated, right? Maybe he felt underappreciated in Kansas City other than underutilized because, I mean, 159 targets, man, would say that he might not not have something there. But you're right. He wasn't the Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't even Travis Kelsey to an extent, right? I mean despite what we think of Tua and some of these other players on this roster, Tyreek kill coming to Miami makes him, you know, that playmaker. He is that star in Miami. And I think, you know, part of what him and Drew Rosenhouse said was that was, you know, kind of what made them so interested and intrigued to come here. So I think maybe, you know, he just felt underappreciated there. You know, all the stats he put up, all the help that, I mean, let's be honest, Patrick Mahomes probably isn't going to look the same this year without Tyreek kill. I mean, a lot of Patrick Mahomes success had to do with Tyree kill and for him to just, you know, them not to work with him and get that contract done, you know, after he said he went to Andy Reid, tried to talk to, you know, Patrick Mahomes about getting enough guarantee money for him and his family. You know, he probably feels a little bit slighted and he was excited to go to Miami. And now, like you said, all eyes are on him. And, you know, you wonder how much of this is him going out there, you know, running his mouth, but trying to take some of that heat off of these other guys onto him who's already, you know, proven that he can be that superstar wide receiver and doesn't really listen to much of what the critics have to say. Yeah. And two with that, Josh, I think one of the most interesting quotes that have come out is
2: that, oh, so, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs don't want to spend the big bucks to keep Tyree killed, but they're willing to take in a complete war chest of picks that show like his value. And I thought that was an interesting take, an interesting perspective to spin things, because as someone from the outside, I completely get it. You know, it makes sense. If we can't go down path A, path B of this, you know, reload, get these picks and move on, makes a lot of sense. But In the eyes of a player, like, hey, you see what kind of value you can get for me. Why don't you want to pay me? And I think that might be the biggest thing that maybe the Chiefs were unable to answer uh, to give him that extra little bit. But I don't know, man, this is this is very interesting. And I guess my question is, do you see that this could be a concern? Is this something that's going to be bubbling over during the season? Uh, Because, you know, during the offseason, I think everything is breaking news, a little too overanalyzed. But now all of a sudden, you know, Tyree Hill is gaining this confidence. And as he should, he is the absolute leader on this team. We've said it like 10 times now that he's been the PR guy for Tua. We're going to tell another quote about this in just a second. Uh, but are you concerned at all that maybe, maybe it doesn't have to do with his targets? But do you maybe feel there might be a point where, hey, you know, McDaniel stops asking for his opinion after a couple of stressful weeks or or Tua feels a little frustrated. Hey, maybe reporters are talking to the defense after they hold, you know, four offenses to 10 points each over a a month stretch. Is there, is that the way that, you know, you make Tyreek upset and, and maybe things bubble over and all of a sudden, you know, we're hitting the panic button as teams,
0: as, as fans of the team? Dude, I, I really hope not. You know, listening to that, I can was going to take the cop-out road, right? And just say, after everything we saw last year, I mean, who's to say what can and can happen anymore Great in the point. NFL? I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, we went through such a roller coaster of, you know, unfortunate events that we never foresaw happening. So, uh, you know, time and time again, we see these, quote-unquote diva number one wide receivers you know who want the ball in their hands in those key situations you know getting upset if a quarterback doesn't look their way um you know it like you mentioned not being part of the game plan so it would absolutely be a concern of mine and to hear again i think i it was kind of a hypothetical before this you know and i guess it kind of still is but now you have evidence that he was upset in kansas city for some of those targets and you just wonder and hope it doesn't boil over because part of me man and it's probably just the same old dolphin you know fan of me You know, doom and gloom. But part of me just thinks, you know, the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill. Awesome wide receiver, you know, gave him all that money. And, you know, just somehow something's going to not work out. They're going to fall flat on their face and look like assholes. I mean, doesn't, isn't that always the fear in the back of your mind, Jake, with the Miami Dolphins, honestly? As fans, that is absolutely what's in our mind. And but can't hey, get it flip. out of there. Cannot get that ball out of there.
2: <laughs> it's never escaping. We are in the hunt for that forever. But this is what Tyree Kill had to say about the Miami Dolphins going forward. Uh, he came out and said, I know this team will go very far because I've had the chance to see Tua throw the ball to myself. And he's that dude, bro. Dude, we got to make t-shirts that just say he's that dude, he's that dude bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is just such in-depth detail that I just love so much. Uh, Tyreek went on to say he goes what a lot of people don't know I'm not just sitting here and saying this because he's my quarterback now it kind of seems like he is I'm not trying to get out more targets right now but what I'm trying to say is Tua is that deal bro bro he has the heck of an arm he's accurate he can throw the deep ball and he actually goes through his reads what people on Twitter are like he doesn't go through his reads man this dude is that dude. So after hearing the word dude about 17 times, you hear the backhanded jabs at at Patrick Mahomes, Josh. And obviously he's our guy. I'm excited to hear this. Obviously you want him to back Tua. But I mean, at some point, I mean, you got to be a little concerned about the the other way. If Tyreek does have a couple games where he struggles or he's missed on maybe, dude, he's so good. There isn't a, you know, an unforeseen circumstance where Tua misses him on two deep throws deep in a single game, right? He misses him twice bad throws, whatever it may be, and and things boil over. That's the only thing I'm getting very scared of reading these things. Obviously, every quarterback misses. Obviously, Patrick Holmes misses. But it just seems like there's still this little heat in the moment where he's building up the Dolphins so much, and these quotes can come flying right back at him so fast where I'm a little
0: concerned about dude, welcome to Miami. Things aren't as great as, as they always were in Kansas City. I, I do love how much he said, dude. And I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how he grew dreads as soon as he got to Miami, right? Those things grew. <laughs> I've been wanting dreads my whole life and he like they're perfect. But uh dude, I mean, I don't know if it's because we kind of planned to see last week or what, but you know, the more stuff that comes out, you know, we kind of talked about last week. I'm starting to, I guess a little bit definitely starting to get a little bit worried that something could boil over. Um, but I you just continue to love how much how high he's spoken about the players in the locker room, his head coach. I guess the biggest thing, Jake, and the thing that's being blown out of proportion was the fact that he said, you know, he prefers to a tongue of aloha and those accurate passes. I mean, he was said, I love the deep ball, but I'm doing a lot more than just the deep ball now. I'm doing intermediate routes, I'm doing short routes. So now I actually need a guy who can just get me the ball now on a dagger route, on a corner route, on a shallow cross route you know, right in my chest so I can do the rest. So, you know, he mentioned if I was going to pick the stronger, of the two quarterbacks, obviously I'd go with one five. And, you know, I mean, if you're going to sit here and break down accuracy, I know everyone's trying to do it, but I mean, dude, if anyone was starting a franchise, would you not go Patrick Mahomes? Probably number one overall, regardless. I mean, let's not even pretend like Galu Tungvalu would not pick Patrick Mahomes over Tua, but I mean, it makes sense what he's saying, right? He wants to get the ball in the numbers and be able to continue to run and, and get that yak and in this offense. We saw it a lot last year with the defenses taking the top off and not really, and kind of, constricting tyree kill underneath we saw a lot of him using you know those quick slants and things and then using that yak so um i'm excited to see the way it works here in miami but um the more we talk about it i think we're trying to talk ourselves into there being a prom here and as of right now we should just love Good this point. man maybe go out there buy his jersey and um you know this is going to be that free agent or that huge trade the dolphins made that's going to change all of our fortune and you know <laughs> bring success for many years to come and that's such a big point that I, I got to pull myself back to is that he's being a leader, right? He's picking his guys
2: over everyone else. And, and no matter if he's right or wrong, his guys are what's right to him. And I, I guess that's what's exciting. And that's that's a good point, too, where maybe part of the whole issue is maybe on the way out, the talks with Kansas City was like, hey, you're a deep guy. Like, hey, you're you're maybe they even said, hey, you're not Devontae Adams. You aren't going to be someone who catches every single route and does whatever he can. And, and maybe he took offense to something like that. Uh, But at the same time, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, um, what Mike McDaniel can do in a situation like that where you do have him lining up over over the field. I mean, you're not paying Mike Wallace getting 12 million a year over five years was lucrative at the time. And he was strictly a deep threat. I mean, Tyree Kill double and tripled that. So, I mean, you have to imagine that there's going to be something crazy cooking in the
1: kitchen when it comes to him. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
0: Just go to fritole No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4 3 2023. Void, wherever Hip Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at fritole yeah, And speaking of crazy in the kitchen, right, Jake, That we were going to try to keep this thing a fin slider, so we may as well transition right into uh Dave Hyde of the Sun Sentinel. You know, Every week, it seems like something else comes out about the craziness behind the Miami Dolphins. We've heard Tom Brady, I think we just talked about in our last podcast, you know, him not saying he wasn't going to come to Miami. It kind of made it sound like there was something there, but I didn't get to read the article because I stuck true to myself and blocked Dave Hyde a long time ago because he said something. But um, I went behind incognito, saw some of the things in it he reported and he actually had some quotes, man, that. The Miami Dolphins sound like they were pretty darn close against Sean Payton, which I think we already heard that they were interested in maybe reaching out right when he was going to retire. Is that not correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that That there was a, a, what, a hundred million dollar contract. That's what Dave Hyde is now reporting that there was a reported $100 million contract, probably five years on the table for Sean Payton. And Jake, we need to talk about it because uh, Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in all of football. Um, But at the same time, man, we just got Mike McDaniel. So we're all stoked on that. So is it really a bad thing if we go into this year and, you know, for some reason, Mike McDaniel shits a bed that, you know, the backup plan is Sean Payton. I mean, that doesn't seem too bad, does it? So the big thing here, Josh, and working in the NFL isn't like a normal job. I mean, everybody's
2: playing. Everybody's competing for their job every week. I mean, you go back to that tanking stuff and everyone wanted to hate on the Dolphins because, you know, these are grown men who are risking their lives. And that team came out and worked their asses off and, and battled every day. And that's what Mike McDaniel is going to do. And it's a sinker swim league. And Josh, more than offering Sean Payton a million or a hundred million dollars to come to South Florida and coach the Dolphins, the biggest takeaway from that is something we've already known that Steven Ross is willing to do possibly illegal things to to make the Dolphins good again, whether it's talking to a quarterback because they're already under contract, hearing about a coach that's thinking about, quote unquote, retiring and offering him to come in for all the silly and stupid things he says for the fact that. Maybe he should never be in front of a microphone. This dude is ready to pay whatever it takes to make the Miami Dolphins a winning football team. And to me, man, that's, that's the biggest takeaway. I know a lot of people hate Steven Ross and, and the moves he's made in the past, but at the end of the day, I mean, money talks and you go, go to Miami, go visit their facilities. I mean, you will not find a more beautiful place than where the Miami Dolphins train, where the Miami Dolphins practice. And so none of this comes to me as a big surprise. This is someone, this is, uh, you know, like Pat Riley's always looking for that. will. I mean, when I look at Steven Ross, he's just an amateur whale hunter who just kind of misses the mark sometimes. But the fact he's willing to come out here and spend his money and really build towards a, a team that can win on the football field, to me, I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, everyone makes bad decisions in terms of coaching hires, in terms of coaching fires. Uh, but man, it's the ifs, ands, and buts of Sean Payne and Vic Fangio. I mean, we were kind of hoping Fangio would be the guy,
0: whoever the,
2: the head coach would be for the Miami Dolphins.
0: Yeah, it almost sounded like, you know, we've all been here like crying tears of joy had they pulled off Sean Payton um, and Vic Fang Geo. And I mean, it would have been that whale, like you said, that the Dolphins have been hunting for for so long. I guess the thing I have to bring up is you might not be able to trade for Tyree Kill them because you would have used some of that cap, uh, some of those draft picks to land Sean Payton, right? You would have had to trade for him. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on, man. I guess the thing I uh, have to ask is, you know, we went through last season with all of the Deshaun Watson rumors. Is this going to linger over the Dolphins? Do you think this will become an issue? You know, Dolphins lose the first four games or something. Now you're hearing, Oh, the dolphins really wanted Sean Payton. Does it really, you know, do you think this could be an issue? Oh, hundred percent. It could be an issue. And the dolphins have a very, very tough to begin the year. Same old Uh, dolphins.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, again, it's, it's not like the calls coming from within the house. I mean, there's always going to be people out there who's bringing this stuff up and the dolphins do have a very, very tough start to begin the season. But man, like, even if there's a world where it say, say, the team isn't like completely up to par, but McDaniel's concepts are great. I mean, if you could find a way to bring them in and keep McDaniel, I mean, he's such a likable guy, but uh, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic. It's so very weird to have a football season that lasts 365 days, but these are the concerns that come up instead of, you know, losing to the Jaguars in week six, you got to worry about is your, is your head coach fired before he even loses a game.
0: Before he even goes out there, right? I mean, I guess <laughs> it'd be tough to, you know, the, the Dolphins, they have a tough, a ton of tough decisions, right? At the end of this year, I mean, you're going to have to hope that you saw enough out of Tua to get a proper evaluation. Then you got to do the same with, you know, Mike McDaniel if you truly did have your eyes set on maybe a Champagne or something else. So I don't really envy Stephen Ross, but you were sitting there naming off, you know, everything he's done. And for everything he's done, we've still fallen flat in our face, right? So it does okay. feel like this is going to be a brand new year. Um, Jake and I will be with you every step of the way. Jake, I don't know about you, man, but I started Stranger Things, went through three episodes in one night, and now I'm kind of stuck. You know, my wife, (laughs) they're hour and a half long episodes with three kids. It's kind of hard to get another one in, but damn, dude, this season is awesome. Very spooky, man. Very, I already cleaned all that up. I watched all that, uh, stranger. This is
2: definitely the best season since season one, uh, Mike and will are instantly becoming two of the most annoying characters. Everyone who went out to California in that show, just leave them there because they're not interesting at all. Just give me all the dust and all his hijinks. Uh, and we can go on with that. Also, if we're going to do the shows, Kenobi dude, Kenobi has been absolutely awesome. And the boys, uh, on Amazon prime, man, that's another one that that's pretty bananas. Uh,
0: It's weird. Why is spring the time for TV? But I guess that's a conversation for another day. It's because we got this long time where we have no dolphins football, right? Where we're going to be doing our book clubs and things like that. You mentioned the boys, man, that is absolutely on my list. I'm kind of thinking I'm just going to wait for the season to end and then just binge watch through those. And, um, what was the other one you said? I'm blanking. Kenobi, already. dude. Kenobi, Got to get yes. a Star See, Wars people, fix. People have been in, like, I've heard that it hasn't been that good. So I'm going to take your word on it because I know you are that Star Wars guy. But, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We felt like we had to come on here and talk about Tyreek Hill, talk about the Sean Payton rumors. But next time we are on here, we will bring you our first book club. Jake wants to do Chase Edmonds, talk about that running back room, and I have no issue with that. Guys, the best way to stay up to date with this podcast is to smash the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you'd like. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll be back later this week. And until then, Fins up. Fins
1: up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins